You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. Hey everyone, this is Candace and Cher with Processing Trauma Out Loud. And today, Cher and I have our Well, this is the second time we've done this, but it's our Thanksgiving episode where we're just going to take some time and name what are we grateful for these days, Cher. Looking back over the last year, we wanted to bring this to our listeners because we hope that it will provoke just slowing down and also naming what you're thankful for. It's such a great opportunity to just pause, like you said, and take time and do a little bit of reflecting. And sometimes it's hard really to think back, okay, where was I a year ago? Who was I a year ago? To begin to notice what are some of the changes that are taking place within or or without that are making a difference in the way that I'm showing up in my relationships, in the way that I'm doing life differently. And it's been good to take some time and and linger here a little bit. You know, if if it's okay, can we just maybe start with you? Sure. Because we're fresh off of a conversation that you really were very specific with me about probably the thing that you're most grateful for right now. Yeah. And do you want to share a little bit about yeah, I could name probably, I could name a lot of things. This yeah. this feels like it has been a very significant year for me in, I've mentioned on the podcast many times that I have been working on overcoming my childhood trauma for, I would say, act, well, actively working for 30 years. But really, I think by age 15, I was noticing that I had things that I wanted to change. And and so I've been working on my story for a long time. And, and I have noticed in the last several months that I am noticing some real changes that have just felt like kind of a, a coming together of a lot of things that I have worked hard on. And we've talked a lot on the podcast about attachment wounds and about what happens to a child when they grow up in a home where there is complex trauma, where that trauma is ongoing and where you don't attach to your parents in in a way that would be a healthy developmental kind of attachment, which I did not have that. And so I have gone through my life really struggling with this whole aspect of attachment. And I, I sometimes I'm very anxious and I, I'm really longing for and striving for attachment. And then, and then there are times when I can go very avoidant and just shut down and turn, turn away and walk away from relationships. And we were joking as we, as we were talking earlier that, you know, the, the, P.D. Eastman book called Are You My Mother is a book that really reflects what I have felt through so much of my life, that I have just gone around like the little baby bird in the book who fell out of the nest and just finding person after person and wanting to attach and just like, are you my mother? Will you be my mother? Can you be my mother? But the the goal, I guess I'll use that word. I don't like the word goal, but the thing that we long for is secure, earned attachment, earned secure attachment. I can never remember the way it's supposed to be said. But when as an adult, we develop a sense of security in our attachments that had we grown up 
in a family system where development was healthy, we would have known this at age two or three or five. Like we would have begun to really experience secure attachment. But here we are. You know, I, I was joking that I, I'll be on Medicare soon. And <laughs> at finally at age 65, I'm I'm starting to almost 65. I'm 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 starting to feel a sense of deep security in my relationships and how this has just changed so much for me that I am no longer looking for or or were or anxious about finding attachment, but that I am feeling it within. And you made the comment, Candace, about how it's because I've also, I have secure attachment within myself too, not just with other people or groups, but that I actually have a sense of security in my attachment with myself. Yes, that's so encouraging. And I, you know, as you were talking, I was, I think, you know, this, I think a lot in like on a spectrum, right, of, you know, extreme to to minimal or whatever. And looking at when we begin this healing journey, we are, we, we feel so broken, desperate. And a lot of this is even unconscious. We, we can't even hardly name what's really going on. We, we know something's off. We feel something's wrong. We almost always conclude that it's us, that we're bad, that we're wrong. And yet we can also be pretty high functioning in society while having all this stuff going on. And so depending on where somebody is at in the journey, so whether it's a kind of at the beginning when they have this longing to step out and get help, they want help. I heard a guy say it the other day. You may not like the way he said it, but <laughs> I'll just tell you because it kind of can feel a little self-condemning, but I knew what he meant. He said, we kind of get tired of our own bullshit, mm -hmm. right? And and I heard that and I'm like, oh, that feels kind of harsh, but in a way it's kind of true. We, we mm -hmm. get tired of the way that we're hurt, you know, maybe hurting ourselves or hurting others. We just get tired of it. But then... We, we kind of get to this place where, oh, I, I think something's happening. So there's the overwhelm. There's the, can I even survive this? And really, sometimes we're tempted to just go back to the way it was because it feels too hard and too scary. Oh. Like even to being able to trust somebody being kind and genuinely moving towards you and wanting to know you, wanting to connect with you, but you stay in it. And sure, this is what you've done. And this is what I've done. We stayed in it. And then we get to this place where we're like, oh, I you, we, we, like we get glimpses. We get, I heard someone call them glitters the other day. You know, we have triggers, but yeah. then we can have these glitters of, yeah. I'm going to just say of secure attachment and healing. Yeah. But then we keep moving in that direction to where now we're breathing. We notice that we're not as frantic. Yeah. We notice that we're not going into the avoidance like we used to. We now have this place of rest, which just is, it, it feels expansive, right? Mm -hmm. Now we have all this space within and without. And, and we have to say, what was I created for? Because I freaking know I wasn't created for survival. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm not always in this survival space, mm -hmm. I actually think I can show up and tap into what I'm called to do and created for. And I think 
the survival space is for me, and I would, I think this is really common, is so heavy laden with shame. And that when our shame is triggered, we go to all those places of, you know, and this is where I'm tired of my own bullshit. You know, I do struggle with that a little bit, though I, th- I think there's truth there. I think it's in, in a more tenderly spoken way. <laughs> I will say, I will name it this way. I felt increasingly sad that when my shame was triggered, I kept going to the same places of desperation or anxiety or an avoidance or whatever that, that for so long, when my shame was triggered, I couldn't seem to do life a different way than I had always done it. Mm. And then the glitters, right, of experiencing when my shame, and this was through story work, when I chose to take the hard risks and to muster up my courage and to share my stories where my shame was exposed, and then to have someone and, and, and more than one person even stay with me in the shame and allow me to feel it, to feel the weight on my chest or to feel how like I can't breathe, you know, and how sometimes I felt like I can't talk, but where people stayed with me and enabling me to have the experience of my shame being exposed to the to faces of love and goodness where it just began to change the way that I felt about myself in these places where I had always only felt like you said that something is wrong with me but now i had reframing of my stories i had different understanding of what had happened there because now i'm able to see it through the perspective of a of adults who are speaking their perceptions into my story rather than just what happens in trauma is that if that trauma happened when i was in when i was 7 years old i get stuck in my perceptions as a 7 year old and so now all of a sudden i have someone else speaking a whole completely different perception and it changes the way that i view my own stories and it allows healing to happen and then little by little over time and this is what i was sharing with you earlier that I I just have come to this realization over the last few months that the deep longings that I have lived with my entire life, I just want to feel like I belong. I want to feel wanted. I want to feel like I am really loved. I am feeling those things now. I feel like I am loved by by not just one, not just you, Candice, though your love is so beautiful and has has had such a profound impact on my life, but by you and by by several others, which is which then, as you stated earlier, helped me now I have secure attachment with myself. So this is now impacting all of my relationships. I am showing up differently in all of my relationships. Because of the way that I am now experiencing security in my life. Yeah. And I just want to say to our listeners right now, this is what freedom sounds like. Yeah. Like this is freedom Mm -hmm. that you no longer have to strive and pine away in all these deeply painful 
spaces that we can be in when we're we're longing for a place of security and rest. Yeah. You know, and I also want to say, I know you have shared some of your stories. And I know, you know, I don't know if people are listening for the first time or if they've gone back and heard, but I just want to name in this episode, share you came from a severely abusive home. Yeah. And you, ugh, you, um, you never gave up. Yeah. Like you, you never stopped asking, are you my mama? Are you yeah. my mother? Right. Yeah. And yeah, we joke about that. But there's just something so glorious yeah. about your resilience to say, mm -hmm. I know what I desire and long for and want is out there and I'm not going to stop until I find it. Yeah. And yeah. you got some bumps and bruises along the way. Yeah. And here mm -hmm. you are now. And I also just want to say this and the story's still not over. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we really truly can't imagine all the good things that are prepared for us as we step yeah. into our calling. Yeah, it's it's so good. And I, I want to just say to our listeners before then we turn it over to you, Candace, but I want to say, don't give up. Keep working. Take risks, small, careful. I mean, be be wise in your risk taking, but keep taking risks to find people who are trustworthy and who can hold your trauma because this will change your life. Yes. And you, my dear friend, are qualified to say that. Yeah, I feel like I am. <laughs> <laughs> I see your glory there. Yeah. And it didn't kill me though. At times, you know, I, I wasn't too <laughs> sure, but, <laughs> but yeah, Candace. So how about you? What, um, if you were to name, you know, I wish we had hours because we could name a lot of things, but if you were to name one thing that you are particularly grateful for this, this season, this year, what, um, what comes to your mind? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is a text that I sent out to my whole family this morning. And it simply said a few tips to make our Thanksgiving holiday go smoother. And I read them to you. There were eight of them. Yep. And the ninth one just said, that's all. I love you. <laughs> but really what it was and what I've never done before, because, you know, we love our families. We want to be with our families. But when you have a bigger family with kids and spouses and grandkids, you know, and you're in a space for days on end. If, if people don't have good boundaries, right, we, we have family issues. And so I just thought I'm going to lay out these eight things that I'm just putting out there, I, not demands, not, you know, just things that I knew that if I could let everybody know this can make things go smoother, I, I knew that it would be a good thing. I felt thankful that I could do that, like set boundaries. Mm and not set them out of anger or irritation or survival. That felt good that I, I felt worthy to do that, right? Yeah. And so I did. And I read those to you and I loved what you said. They were good. They were tender, but they were clear. And, you know, some time went by after I, this is what I want to say. This is, I'm so grateful for this. Some time went by, but then one of our children messaged and said, mom, thank you so much for sharing your good boundaries with us. Yeah. And I want to say that I, my healing journey 
And that like, I can relate to you and having those secure earned attachments. And in fact, that's even why I'm able to do what I'm doing now. But my healing journey of attachment wounds is that I, in my avoidant, right, I would put up walls, right? So it wasn't a boundary, it was a wall. And in my anxious attachment, I had no boundaries. Therefore, in my desperation to attach to someone, I didn't respect their boundaries. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just want to say that what I'm most grateful for is in this, you know, I want to say on the other side, I I feel I'm I'm not perfect. I'm not saying I'll never struggle again, but I feel like I'm on the other side through awareness of my body through awareness of my story, through awareness that I already have what I need within myself and some secure attachments. Yeah. I am able to not only set very kind and loving boundaries, it's impacting my whole family in such a sweet way. I love that so much. And I I think the word that's coming to me a lot as you're speaking, Candice, is wisdom. That you were using the word awareness, which I agree with 100%. But I think with awareness, then, like, and I'm thinking particularly of as we begin to become aware of situations that can easily dysregulate us, there is then wisdom to preempt that from happening. And, and, and so family gatherings can be one of the things that is extremely hard for, for, Maybe everyone when the you know, yeah when the whole family gets together because you have a lot of dynamics going on and old hurts come to the surface and 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 we all we each have our way of dealing with that and and a lot of times we miss each other's heart or whatever the situation but when we become aware of situations that can easily dysregulate us, then we can speak into that by setting the boundaries like you did. And you made it so clear with such really easy, clear statements of what you what would help not only you, but for the whole family for things to 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 go smoothly. That just feels like wisdom to me. And I I really want to name it as being wise. And the good and the good good mama to set this for your family so that it not only helps you, but it helps all of your kids and grandkids as well. Yeah. Oh, thank you for, I, I received that and I am, yeah, I'm grateful for that. I, I have to say what I, I heard this guy say this the other day. I know this may be hard to hear, but I'm just going to say no shame because I own this too. Where there's drama, there's unhealed trauma. Where there's drama, there's yeah. unhealed trauma. Yeah. And so this is why, like, you can look around, where do you have drama? And this is why, like, here's what we want to say. Your trauma can be healed. Now, what healing means, this is why you want to get connected to a trauma-informed therapist or coach. Yeah. Because we we don't want to make these bold claims of you'll never struggle again, or, you know, this is how it's going to, it's going to just be, no, there will still be hard times, but we, we do believe there's a level of healing that helps you step into your calling. Yeah. That is more than survival. Yeah. Yeah. Survival is survival. I, we can't say much more than that. And it's good. It's good that we survive, but we were not created to survive. We were created to be fully 
free and alive and expressive and creative and interactive in ways that bring attunement to to others and to our own self and for all of all of that and so much more that's what we were created for and that is what we cannot do when we are merely surviving Mm-hmm. It's so true. I, I do have one other thing I want to mention. So we're recording on a Sunday, November 19th. And you know, my husband listens to every episode. And so today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Nathan. Happy birthday, Nathan. And I just want to say to my husband, I am thankful for you. Very sweet. I love it. So happy yeah. Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. Yeah, we we love you and we care about you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I've been thinking about that, Candace. We do love our listeners. We don't even know them, but but I've been thinking that I want to express that more on the podcast, that I want our listeners to know that when we sit down behind these microphones, we have them in mind. We We want to bring topics and conversations that will be meaningful to others who are on this journey. And it does come from our hearts of love that that many will also take steps to get free and find the the joy that that you and I are experiencing more and more. And and I'll just quote you. You want the whole world to be healed. <laughs> I want the whole freaking world to be healed. I do. Yeah. Oh, good to be with you today. You too, friend. I love you so very much. I love you very much too. Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. One last thing. If you have found this podcast helpful in any way, or if you have questions on how to take the next steps on your healing journey, please reach out to us via email at CandaceShare at gmail.com. That's K-A-N-D-A-C-E-S-H-E-R at gmail.com. Our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Story LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.